sure. I'm not sure I want a roller coaster though. I kind of want like a, I've like, I've said it this before, but I kind of want like a VR type thing. Like they have like the void. I think the amount of vomit they would have to clean up in the <laughs> VR experience. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to a bonus edition of the DCL Duo podcast. And on this week's bonus edition, you got Sam and I again. We're just going to do a little chat back and forth about things we're hoping to see on the Disney Wish. I know the Wish has been, or I know the Disney Cruise Line has announced that the Wish is going to be delayed, which, you know, not entirely unexpected, but we're still excited for the Wish when she does come out. I think both Sam and I are hoping to sail on one of the first sailings on the Wish when uh, when she comes out. So talk to our guests about what they want to see on the wish on occasion but i don't know if we've spent some time talking about what we want to see on the wish so i don't know sam what um why don't we start with the hot ticket item which is dining what do you want to see from a dining standpoint on board the wish hmm well i want to see a different adult dining option it sounds like there is not going to be a remy on those ships is that is that right? I think I don't think we know for sure, but the speculation is that there won't be a Remy, that they would probably do something different. I'm not even sure if we know if there will be a Palo. So it could be interesting to see if they actually introduce like potentially two new adult dining options on board the Wish. That's true. I'm thinking it would be nice to see like Palo as a, you know, Italian option, but it would be also really nice to kind of get like an Asian restaurant, maybe like a fancy sushi and hibachi grill or something like that, something Japanese style. I think that would be kind of fun as a as an adult dining option. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, I suspect that they'll have kind of, I, I can't imagine they would move away from having two adult dining options on board. I think there's some request that there be a third option, quite frankly, from a upcharge kind of dining experience. I, I got to believe that I got to believe that one of them is going to be in that kind of accessible range that Palo does, where, you know, almost everyone enjoys Palo either for brunch or dinner. You hear very few complaints about the food in Palo, if any. Remy, you know, draws some criticism at times because it's, uh, you know, it's fairly adventurous dining. And I think there are people who experience Palo then say, oh, let me go try Remy. And then they find themselves sort of, you know, not really enjoying the experience because Remy's really different. I think it'd be interesting to think through, like, what is the... What is the third option and where does it fall on the scale? Yeah, I think I think when they do it, if they do a different option, I'm thinking like the fanciness level will be similar to Apollo rather. You know, my my thought of like a Japanese place would be something like similar to Apollo level, not similar to Remy level. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if they'll have like a steakhouse, quite frankly. I mean, Remy is French and American food. It's very adventurous. I wonder if instead of Italian food, they go for a straight kind of steakhouse. Japanese and, you know, sushi, I know we love it here in the Pacific Northwest. Californians love it. It's it's pretty well liked, I think, throughout the coastal areas of the country. I'm I'm not certain apart from like hibachi grill, which is, I, I would say not, I mean, in my, from my mind, not really authentic Japanese food. Right. But I don't I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Sushi would be hard. I think Hibachi Grill could happen. But I think sushi I think sushi would be really hard for them to sort of draw a mass audience to. I don't know. I also wonder about like, I think it's a shame they don't have any Mexican food 
options on board these ships. I think that's a miss. Yeah, there's um, just like a couple options in cabanas occasionally for if you can make yourself like a little bit of nachos. But you're right, there really is not other than those nachos that you can sometimes grab at lunchtime. There's really no real Mexican food. I mean, the thing I like about hibachi is it's family oriented. Like I would actually love to see a third restaurant or one of the quote unquote, you know, upcharge dining options be something you can take your kids to that maybe there's a show associated with it. So, you know, like hibachi grills are fun because they do a little show with the food for the kids. Right. So I think that could be really kind of interesting to see. I do think, though, they have to start to like I, Remy is so high end, right? They have the Remy brunch, uh, the champagne brunch. So I figure whatever restaurant they do, they have to I mean, it has to be able to open at brunch, right? They have to have a breakfast style option. And I'm just, you know, I know we've we've talked on our show about hibachi pancakes um, because we've been to a place in Portland called Slappy Cakes, which is fun. I'm not sure that that sets itself up for the same way for dinner, right? Like, because the, the place that I'm thinking of has like hibachi grills at individual tables that you kind of make your pancakes in front of you yourself and someone isn't making them for you. The traditional kind of hibachi style, you know, Benihana kind of experience is that there's a chef and they do all kinds of tricks and stuff like that. So I'm struggling is what is the option that allows them to have breakfast, right? Well, to your point, they could do like a, yeah, I mean, even if they did like a Mexican restaurant, it would be like, it's pretty casual brunch. I mean, you do like huevos rancheros and, you know, maybe you do like some fancy eggs Benedict and things like that. But yeah, I'm not sure how they make it fit for that. I don't know. My long shot dark horse kind of request to uh, Disney Cruise Line is that they have some sort of restaurant where they would do kind of a high tea service. I know they have the princess tea, but, you know, <laughs> we sailed with some adult friends of ours at one point and um, another guy friend of mine and I were like, oh, we should go do the high tea. And then we're like, wait, we're going to be two dudes sitting in a restaurant with a bunch of like, you know. <laughs> it's just little kids. It's <laughs> a princess tea. Yeah, I think we're going to be creepy. We, like, I don't think they would allow us to do that. So like, I, but I love the experience of kind of like having afternoon tea. I would love to see a restaurant that did like a high tea experience in the middle of the day, which opens the door to them having that kind of midday experience uh, in one of those restaurants. So yeah, well, they have to do something with like Mary Poppins or I guess they could do something with Brave. You know, it's anything that sort of fits that like UK theme. They could kind of they could add a, a tea service to yeah like an afternoon high tea. I mean, given your ceiling in the Caribbean, it'd also be interesting to see like a more high end seafood kind of restaurant. Like the focus was on the seafood again, could be kind of hard on a ship um, to carry the right kind of stuff in the right quantities. But, you know, I think that could be kind of fun and interesting. Let's let's shift down from adult dining. Adult dining's great. Maybe we'll come back to that in a second when we talk about uh, I'd love to, you know, pick your brain about bars, but, you know, rotational dining. What do you want to say? I I I would love to see them hit the reset button, quite frankly, and I wonder if in a post-COVID world they try to break those restaurants up into sort of like maybe have four rotational dining restaurants to kind of break them up a little bit. Yeah, um, make them a little bit smaller. That would be kind of nice. Yeah. And they could still have the same menu, but just have different like theming maybe. Like I think it would be really cool if there were like some kind of Pixar themed restaurant. Yeah, totally. Like kind of replacing like an animator's palette. And so it would be, you know, really like very colorful and it would have multiple characters similar to animator's palette, but just, you know, just kind of re-theming to a Pixar Pixar conglomerate of, of characters, I think would be kind of fun. It'd be interesting, too, to see them do something like superhero themed. 
Like, oh, I yeah. Like either a Marvel one or somehow have a restaurant that was like Marvel and Star Wars. I don't know that you could actually cross no, those over very you, easily. I don't but think you could. One or the other. Yeah. But it'd be but it'd be really cool to see them maybe, you know, in, in, in service of like Star Wars Day at Sea, maybe the ship has like a Star Wars theme restaurant like Space 2020 from the parks kind of on board. Or if it's in service of Marvel Day at Sea that they have some sort of like superhero tie in. I, I think that's the one place that I've always thought Disney was fairly lacking with the rotational dining is that they have these special nights or these special crews. And then the food choices aren't, I mean, you know, you, you can have Andorian potato sticks and it's just French fries, right? I mean, it's not like, it's not special. So I, I will say I've seen um, a lot of chatter on the Facebook groups about people wanting a villain's day at sea. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I like your thinking, Brian, about, you know, a tie in with a restaurant. Like, I feel like there could be like a villains themed restaurant. Now they yeah. have to keep it like fairly muted in the theming because you don't want to make it too scary for like the little kids right but i feel like they could do something villains themed i would love to see them do all three restaurants with something like a tiana's place feel meaning that there's a show that there's a show there's something interactive about it the food is trying to be interesting and fun like i mean the food on disney cruise line is great i mean i think they definitely have to have you know a tiana's tangled whatever it is they're gonna have to have a themed restaurant on board but i'm really hoping they up their game in terms of the entertainment because i just don't think that you know enchanted garden is going to cut it anymore right like in terms of like oh the flowers like they've with a new ship i think people are gonna have high expectations and as good as those restaurants are i think they're getting a little bit outdated in terms of the, you know, full on Disney Imagineering experience. So well, especially because it's so a Royal Court and Enchanted Garden, I think sort of lack theming in on the ships um, a little bit. And I don't know that they lack theming. I just think that the theming is much more understated. Right. Well, that's what I mean. And then and if you think about it, the competitor cruise lines don't have those, you know, they don't have those themed dining rooms, but they have all these other dining options that Disney doesn't have. So I think to your point, like if Disney stepped it up on the theming of those restaurants, like they they set themselves apart, you know, from those other cruise lines who really don't have the theming, but have a lot more dining options. All right. Bars. I want to say one thing before we head into bars. I want to know or I want to know if you think, I mean, Disney has Starbucks in the parks. Could we see a Starbucks at sea? I mean, that that already exists. But for Disney, could we see a Starbucks location at sea? I would love it. I mean, I love me some Cove Cafe. It's one of my favorite places to go. Love sitting in the Cove Cafe. But I think it'd be really cool if they had a Starbucks at sea. I mean, Tiffany at sea. Okay, great. But I mean, how many people are sailing Disney Cruise Line just to go to Tiffany at sea. Like I think Starbucks at sea, everyone would, everyone would enjoy except for the Starbucks haters, but yeah. (laughs) No, I I think that would be great. I wonder if there's, I wonder if Disney Cruise Line has some kind of exclusive with Joffrey's because even the coffee in Cove Cafe, now it's really good coffee because they're using like, you know, they're making espresso drinks and that sort of a thing, but their drip coffee on board the ships is Joffrey's. So I, I just wonder if they've got some sort of deal with Disney Cruise Line, well, that makes except, it exclusive. Except in Cove Cafe, they're not serving Joffrey's. In Co- Cove Cafe, they've got espresso from, uh, is it uh, Lily? Is that the name of it? I think it's L-I-L-Y is the oh. name of the espresso company that provides. So I don't think they have to serve Joffrey's. And I don't think Joffrey's makes espresso coffee. For, they may, but I don't know that I've even seen that at the parks. So like, I, I actually think, you know, if they're going to have an espresso bar, they could probably get away with it. Now, it might be more likely for them to go with like Nespresso or someone like that is like a European company. But I, I just think it'd be really interesting if Disney kind of continued the partnership with Starbucks out of the parks and into the well, cruise line. 
you, you don't have to convince me. I mean, you and I are both Starbucks uh, addicts, and so I, I would be all over that. I love that idea. Yeah, I know there are a lot of people out there who don't like Starbucks. So I'm. I guess what I would say is, I definitely want a coffee house on board. I would love for it to have a more coffee house kind of feel. I think Cove Cafe is great. It just feels a little too stilted for me. I want that comfortable space where you can go kind of listen to some like easygoing music and read a book or you know do your crossword puzzle, read the paper or something like that. So I, one of the dry docks was that was supposed to happen this year and and who I don't know if you know the dry docks have been it sounds like some of the dry docks have been altered and obviously they're all dry docking at different times than they were originally supposed to the the four current ships but I think one of them in one of the dry docks there was a plan to redo Cove Cafe on I can't remember if it was the magic or the wonder but it was supposed to they were supposed to upgrade it to make it more like a neighborhood coffee shop I think is what they said and at least that was the concept or the announcement so I think that kind of gets to your point and and perhaps we'll see something like that on the wish i think that would be that would be nice even if it's not a starbucks yeah well it could be a stealth starbucks we had those here in seattle for a while where it was it was uh not called starbucks and then it turned out to be a starbucks so anyway um okay bars what about bars on board i mean i I actually think disney's got a good lineup of bars typically with the champagne bar usually an irish pub i absolutely want to see something like skyline i think that's an amazing bar i would love to see them up it some in some way like you know i I don't know how but i'd love to see them up that experience in some way maybe a bunch of new cities i don't know but yeah nice martini bar i agree i don't i agree i think at least on the fantasy and on the dream i think the the adult area bars are really great i don't know that there's I like the fantasy setup a little bit better than on the dream, but I feel like, you know, they've done a good job. It's a good variety. So I think something like that, I'm sure they'll have slightly different theming, slightly different names as as the dream and the fantasy do to each other. So I'm not sure they need to up their game too much, except I do think it would be nice to have like a, a little bit more late night stuff in those bars for the adults. Well, I'd love, so I'd love to see more late night stuff. I'd love to see, I know they throw out the like, you know, trays of little snacks and hors d'oeuvres and stuff, but I feel like people on a cruise want some late night eats. And I, I think that would be kind of nice for them to sort of up their game there. I will say the one place I think they could actually really move the needle on the nightlife is more live music in the bars. Like, you know, could, could they have, in addition to like the adult show in whatever bar, have some place where there's, and I know they have like the stage, like the they little the tiny little stage at Carousel, yeah. but that's not what I, I want actually actual like can we get a band or yeah. like a jazz trio or something like that like rotate through some fun music in a venue so that people who love to go sit drink chit chat and listen to really good music can hear that i don't think the silent dj cuts it right? yeah no, so. i agree they have they have usually like a piano per guy or girl in the champagne bar occasionally and then in like the carousel type bar at least on the fantasy they often have like a, a single or a duo but i think you're right it would be nice to see like even a small like three or four person band playing some even a little bit of rock music maybe well, so right? not, ro- nothing like hard but- rotate the music right i mean like when i'd have jazz when i'd have rock you know it, it actually you know we took cruise remember saying where they had they they'd have music playing and you they had a dance floor right people could get up and dance and like i think now it's like this club atmosphere in the tube which i think there's a i think there's a market from the demographic that's taking disney cruise for you know two different sets of music i think the like i, I will say i think some of the older adults are retiring early because there's just nothing to do that really meets their kind of demographic so i think it would be cool for them to have like a space where it was really more geared toward a music venue like almost like a house of blues kind of at sea i think that could be just a lot of a lot of fun 
Casino or no casino, Sam? No casino. Yeah, no for casino. The, this the love is, of God, Disney. If you go on Disney, you're like, I'm sorry, just go to bingo if you really need to gamble. <laughs> but other than that, there is really no reason. I spend my money on plenty of things on the Disney cruise ship. I do not need a casino to, you know, to do that as well. I just... What about shopping? What about shopping? You want them to do anything different with shopping? You want another Tiffany's at sea or you want them to have some other kind of partnership? I wonder if we're going to see like a, an all Dooney and Burke, ex- Dooney, Dooney, is it Dooney and Burke? Is Dooney, that and Burke yeah. Dooney and Burke exclusive at sea store. I mean, they pretty much already have that, I yeah. think, but yeah. I would like to see something like a Vineyard Vines at sea. Oh, yeah. I think so. I I would I would cut out the Tiffany. I like you know obviously I like Tiffany jewelry. I have my Tiffany exclusive Disney Cruise Line charms, I, and I really like them. But I just you know Tiffany's real pricey. I'm not sure how much stuff they actually sell on the ship. And many Americans live close enough to a Tiffany that or they've been to a major city that has a Tiffany and company. They don't really need it on the cruise ship. But what we don't have is sort of a higher end clothing store on. On any of the ships. Now, the regular gift shops, the Disney Cruise Line gift shops, have a couple of items in there that are higher end. Like they might have like one dress, one dress shirt, pair of slacks in case you forgot something. But I'm thinking like, I'm not thinking like fancy clothes. I'm thinking like cruise wear, but kind of on the higher end, nicer stuff. And I feel like Vineyard Vines brands like kind of fits that. In fact, I remember on one of our first Disney cruises, I remember seeing in the gift shop, they had one or two items from Vineyard Vines. I haven't seen them since. So that was a couple of years. That was a few years ago. But I really think there would be a great partnership because the brands for cruising and the, you know, sort of high end of Disney Cruise Line, I think it would mesh really well. So what about the photo booth, Sam, or the photo shop? I think get rid of it like I've seen, oh yeah it takes up real, get, real estate that they really yeah. don't need you just have a few key well you need a I don't few even kiosks. Think, no 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 i think so I, skipping ahead for a second to like what i was going to ask about technology i want to say oh. this i want to see every stateroom so ditch the wave phones no one really needs them anymore they're great they were great when they came out i do like them but let's ditch them and put a tablet in every room for the room right from that tablet you can ex- access photos that, that were taken. In yeah. fact, I, I or think reservations and things like make, make, cru- make your uh, placeholder reservations on board from that tablet without having to go down to the future cruise desk. You know, you, there's been all kinds of problems with people who drop off the cards. They don't get them. Just that, that's a, te- that's a technology. I work for a technology company. I'm not an engineer, but I can say there's a technology fix for that. It's called put a tablet in the stateroom and then yeah. deliver photos to the stateroom tablet so that people can see them and buy them if they want. But you don't need a place to buy film or cameras or you know, whatever it is. No, I, I I don't know what kind of uptake they get on the photo studio, but I got to believe it's minimal. Yeah. Um, I mean, so. they could have like a very small, just a single desk, right? That with a person stationed at it, rather than having that whole big space, to your point, if they did that whole tablet thing. But even if they didn't do the tablet, like I think they only need one or two kiosks there. People will, you know, people will wait to, you know, see the photos on the screen and things like that. So I just feel like that th- that area is too big and it's there's no need for all of those kiosks. Yeah, I, I think that's wasted space on the ship that they could actually take over for something fun. And and I think that there's a technolo- technology solution, even in place today, you know, if you've got one of the packages, they can give you a code and you can go on your phone and, and log onto the ship's Wi-Fi and get your photos. So it's not even like they need to do the tablet thing I'm suggesting. I'm just saying that's a that's an easy fix to upgrading the tech on board. I think along the lines, let's, let's go to tech for a second, then we'll circle back to a couple other areas. But I, they got to improve the Wi-Fi on the ship. I mean, I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, I want to get away. I want to unplug but not everyone can. And that Wi-Fi and the Wi-Fi packages are 
awful, just simply awful. I know we had Jason Leppert on, we had Lynn Testa on, both talking about Wi-Fi at some point during their shows. And it's just bad. It's just... it is demonstrably worse than what the other cruise lines are doing. And I think Disney has to up it, up its game. I really want to see them get something like the medallions at sea. I mean, it's essentially a magic band. Disney knows this tech. I, I want to get on the ship, use a band to open my door, pay for things. I don't want to fiddle around with the key to the world card anymore. Um, I, I agree. I mean, you, you still have to have a key to the world card for getting on and off the ship because that's what all the ports require. That's what the cruise industry essentially requires. But... You don't have to have it for use on the ship. You could, there is a better solution that could exist for while you're on the ship. I don't know. I question that because Princess does medallions. They do, they don't, they don't. No, they still have the cards for when, for Uh, the folks when they get uh, off the ship. So all I know is it is magical to have those medallions because like we've heard, we've had guests on who've done luxury cruising where people use the medallions and they can just bring you drinks where you are. You know, you order a drink on your phone and it comes to you as opposed to them, as opposed, as opposed to you having to wait for somebody to come by. They, some of the cruise ships have medallions and as you walk up to your stateroom door, you, you pass a camera right outside your door, it unlocks without you having to tap, right? I mean, so there is a lot of tech that is already out there in the cruise industry that I think Disney has got to find a way to put on this ship or else it's just it's not keeping pace with its competitors in terms of the uh, the onboard tech. I know they did a survey at one point about like voice tech in the rooms. And my guess is they're not going to implement anything. But how cool would it be if you could be like, OK, Mickey, I want to book a shore excursion. And then, <laughs> and then like, or I want a Mickey bar yeah, in my like, room. <laughs> and he was like, oh, pal, here's your option. I mean, like that would be amazing to be able to do that. And in this day and age. You can do that at home. I don't see a reason why you can't do it on board. And with COVID, I think a lot of this tech has to get implemented just to reduce the overall guest interaction with cast members. Even after COVID, you know, you don't know when the next one's coming. So like the the way to handle this is to really make the guest in charge of their experience, limit that cast interaction down to what's absolutely necessary or if the guest is having a problem, right? And then, you know, let the tech take over. So shows, Sam, you're going to have a lot to say on shows. I have a feeling I'm going to have nothing to say on shows. So <laughs> what shows? do you want to see on board the new Disney Wish? We've got to get a Moana show. Come on. I am Moana. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, you know, it's a... I'm sorry to subject our listeners to my singing book. (laughs) I mean, Moana was a huge hit. There's no show for Moana on any of the existing ships, so I feel like Moana's one. The other one that I would say is, you know, they've now made Frozen on, I think, three of the four ships, but Frozen 2, maybe. I mean, I know... You know, Frozen 2 was a big hit. They could. I don't want any more. Frozen needs to just let it go. (laughs) Listen, I feel like they could do they could do a Frozen 2 show. They could also try and revamp. You know, they did a Toy Story musical years and years ago, very early on, I think, in the Disney Cruise Line industry. And it apparently was terrible. I you and I never saw it because we that was before we were in the the cruise um, bubble. And so, yeah, I mean, maybe they could redo that Toy Story Ford, you know, came out last year and did very well. So there is maybe room to get audiences to really like Toy Story. Big, Big Hero 6, the musical. Yeah, Baymax, so, Baymax on stage. Listen, you and I love Big Hero 6, but Big Hero 6 was not the hit that I think Actually, Disney go, was hoping. For. You know, to go all the way back to the beginning, Big Hero 6, the hibachi restaurant. There you go. It's San Francisco hibachi. I, San, I, I love it. Yeah, there you go. That's that's a it's a great idea. You and I would love it. I'm not sure anybody else would love it, but we <laughs> if we're the target audience, it's perfect. All right. So p- pools and water slides like what's like I so I'm advocating that they get rid of the sports deck. I, I mean, like if you're playing basketball at sea. Wow. 
Uh, <laughs> Listen, though, you and I don't have an older kid, though. That's, uh, that's the fair. thing. I think people with older kids, actually, a lot of the older, particularly older boys, and I know that's stereotyping. There are plenty of girls who like to play sports, too. But a lot of the older boys, you know, need a place to be able to move around. And the kids club, you know, the indoor kids clubs just don't have that kind of space. And so I do think that there's room for the sports deck. But pools, um, I just think you know, bigger pools, right? I mean, the pools are just too small. And I mean, the family pools, I actually think the the adults only area pools are, are really just fine. I, I would love to see them have, do you remember the celebrity ship that we sailed on? They had a, an indoor and an outdoor pool. And I actually thought the indoor pool oh, yeah. was fairly big, as yeah. I recall. I'd love to see them increase the size of the pools, but I would love to see them do something with like an indoor outdoor concept. That way, if you're on a sailing where the weather's not great, you can still use the pool. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm, you know, I'm not sure they'll do it for the, I, I'm not sure they'll do it, but I, yeah, I feel like I, it would be very, it would be a very cool thing to see. I mean, let's be clear. I think what they're going to do is launch a ship that looks just like the fantasy. I mean, like that's, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> anything, really similar. Yeah, I think there's gonna be some, some, some upgrades, but like at this point they just need capacity. Right. So like, I'm, I'm hoping that there are some significant upgrades, but I worry that this is going to be like a off cycle iPhone release where it's like, you know, some incremental improvements and then, you know, slightly better camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think this is an opportunity for Disney to really put a stake in the ground and move the company, you know, the, the cruise line forward and i'm a little worried they may may phone it in a little bit here and i'm hoping that's not true well, they probably can because of COVID. i feel like they have you know they can just say yeah exactly oh we were planning all this great stuff but then COVID hit and we just can't afford to do it right and then we just need to get back to cruising i think they have to answer the uh the was it the mardi gras the carnival mardi gras they've got a they've got a roller coaster at sea now i don't think disney cannot answer that from carnival personally i you know bumper cars at sea whatever those are carnival rides right yeah <laughs> but, but exactly. a Roller coaster literally, at sea. literally carnival yeah, rides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but but a roller coaster at sea, like I, you know, I, Disney was first and best in roller coasters. I think in this country in terms of experiences, I don't think they can let carnival go unanswered. I think they got. I think they got to answer that with something. And I sure hope they have something planned because that's not like a marginal add on after the fact from a planning standpoint. Oh yeah, no, that can't be like a dry dock add on unless it's like. A real major redo. Yeah. But anyway, so let's then we should talk about entertainment then, because you're talking uh, you want a roller coaster. Well, I, I went there because pools, you know, that's where they've traditionally said we have a roller coaster at sea with the aqueduct, right? And so I, I worry they're going to do the same thing here and put some really cool water slide on there and call it their roller coaster at sea. And I just want to I want to put a stake in the ground. You got to have a water slide and something else yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah. Like I it's agree. not enough to have just a water slide on the pool deck, especially with the size of the pools that they've had in the past. So I agree. I don't think to me, uh, I'm not thinking like some kind of like water coaster thing. I'm thinking like some kind of attraction. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want a roller coaster though. I kind of want like a, I've like, I've said it this before, but I kind of want like a VR type thing. Like they have like the void. I think the amount of vomit they would have to clean up <laughs> in the VR experience would counsel again. Like, I think it's like VR in the best of times for people can be a nauseating experience. If you're I'm, bouncing around the ocean, I'm. It ugh. wasn't at all nauseating though when no, you did it. No, but you're in the, you're, you're, there is, there are plenty of people who will tell you the hardest problem to crack with AR and VR is preventing people from getting sick. Like it has to be executed well in order to prevent people from getting well, sick. Well, you know, the void already does it well. And so they yeah, par- there, there partner are with Disney and. Yeah, but there are people who can't do the void. So like, I, I just worry that like it's, it's the void is great. I think there's a lot of people who can do it and do enjoy it. But then when you add the complication of a ship that's moving around at sea, that's a lot. That's a lot to account for in a VR experience. <laughs> you know, so 
I, I just I, I hope they have bust in my bubble. Well, I just hope that they have more activity. Right. I mean, like, I don't think they can cram onto these ships with a, you know, Symphony of the Seas has, but, you know, with wave riders and obstacles, courses and escape rooms at sea. I can't see Disney sort of taking up a bunch of space but like i think there's opportunity to adjust space they have to open up some of this stuff like what do you think they'll do you think they'll just repeat the midship detective agency i'm really hoping they have something like that but that it's it's different and it's better you know so i well two things one i think yes they're going to just repeat it but my hope is that they'll just do at least a different story like i i i don't think I think the midship detective agency is so successful and it's it's such a great concept and it's executed so well. I, I think they're going to just, you know, replicate it. But I'm hoping that we're going to get it, you know, not just one different story, you know, but three different stories. So like on the dream and the fantasy, you've got the three different. Actually, I can't remember if the dream has only two stories or all three stories. But anyway, there's three different stories on the and the fantasy on midship detective agency. I feel like it would be nice to see them do three new storylines. Yeah. I mean, I think, I just think they got to do some stuff that's different. Like, otherwise, why are you going to go on the wish? It's the new ship, but like, you know, it'll be a premium price to be on that ship. And if you're getting all the same stuff you could get on the dream or the fantasy, then why book the wish? Right. So like, there's got to be some stuff to differentiate it from the existing fleet. I just don't know how far they'll go down that path. So anything else, any like final requests of the, uh, the wish we haven't really talked about staterooms. I can't see Disney altering like staterooms is one place where I think they've gotten the formula right with split bathrooms and big size and lots of storage. I mean, I'd love to see them go back to on the wish they had some uh, two bedroom stateroom offerings that weren't like the Royal Disney suites. I think that's great for families because like one of the bedrooms had like bunk beds in it. And, and, you know, so like, I, 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 I wish they would bring that back. They didn't put it on the dream and the fantasy. I wish they would bring that back. And unfortunately they're in concierge. So may, maybe what I, I would say is what I'd love to see them do is perhaps some one or two bedroom state rooms that aren't concierge. Um, uh, I guess I think, but I have a feeling they're moving away. I mean, they want more concierge rooms because concierge is constantly selling out. So, um, but yeah, I, I can't see them doing much in terms of stateroom other than providing some really like, you know, nicer finishes and they'll be updated and, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah. I think it, so one of the other things I'm thinking about is what are sort of the different themed experiences they're going to have on board, right? Because I do think that they're going to do something different with, right? Right now they've got Marvel Day at Sea and Star Wars Day at Sea. And and I'm curious to see what other themes that they, you know, bring. There there have been, I think on previous in years past, there was a, a Pixar night or a Pixar day or something like that, that they haven't done in years. Um, they could bring that back. And like I said earlier in the show, I think we could see like a villains themed day at sea. I think that would get a lot of traction with the fans. And I'm not talking about for Halloween or something. I'm just talking about like on a regular cruise. So yeah, I think the themed cruises do attract a lot of people. And I, I think we're going to see something different there. I just don't know what I would love to try to see them do some stuff with uh, with state rooms. And I'd, I'd love to see, you know, just, I guess, more variety of entertainment on board, period, like live music for adults. The stage shows are great, but I just wonder what other opportunities they have. I mean, it seems like when you go on a Disney cruise, it's like stage show magician, stage show hypnotist, stage yeah, show comedian, whole, stage show juggler. circuit is like that. Yeah. Well, but I think that some of the other cruise lines are doing some interesting things with, you know, Cirque du Soleil on board and, you know, um, acrobatic teams and, you know, so... so I, 
I'm not saying Disney can go that far, but it'd just be nice to see them kind of break the the cycle there. Yeah, a little bit and do something fun. So, well, with that, send us your thoughts on what you want to see on board the Disney Wish. Uh, throw them at us on social media at DCL Duo or send us an email, dclduo at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what your guys' ideas are for the Disney Wish. Uh, some of our ideas are off the wall and I guarantee a lot of them won't be implemented. But, you know, hey, there we are. <laughs> it's just it's just us talking about what we'd like to see and we know some of it's uh, out of reach. But anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. you enjoyed the bonus episode it's always fun to just catch up sam and i and uh chat disney cruise line it's one of the reasons that we started the podcast so that we could have an excuse to talk disney cruise line between the two of us uh not over the dinner table with our son but just the two of us so it's always fun for me to catch up with sam and hear her thoughts on things and we don't get a ton of opportunity for that in the show we try to really showcase the guests so uh we're hoping to use these bonus episodes for kind of our own time and our own conversation on occasion so hope you enjoyed it uh if you did enjoy it let us know uh if you didn't enjoy it let us know too and we'll shift the format but uh we've been trying to put out two episodes a week to give you guys some more content and do these little bonus episodes and little tangents and side tangents so anyway hope you're enjoying them uh with that i just you know as usual want to say thanks to everybody out there for listening we are constantly amazed that folks want to hear us chat disney cruise line uh when i started the podcast i said well you know if one other person listens we'll still make the show but there's actually a lot of you out there listening so we're really kind of humbled by that and you know we love to see it we love to see that people are interested in what we have to say So uh, thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also leave us a five-star review over at Apple Podcasts. Those reviews are really helpful in making sure the podcast surfaces to people who might be interested in our content. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company or the Walt Disney Family of Theme Parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have a question about a Disney cruise or a Walt Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.